What up, podcast babies? I'm Jesse Oliver. I'm Maureen Smith. And I'm Makita Loney, and we're Fat Out of Hell. A bi-weekly podcast where we burn down fat stigma through conversations about our experiences as fat, rad fatties. So take out your extenders and buckle up, because it's time to go! What up, podcast babies? Uh, and welcome to Fat Out of Hell. And today we're going to do something where we're going to play with uh, an old episode we created that episode was called can we just exist and it was like the most exasperated of question marks after that question and today we are going to focus we're gonna uh uh, to quote musical theater accentuate the positive and we are (laughs) going to tell you about all the ways in which we radly exist and talk about our Mm -hmm. career and talk about our side hustles and talk about all the things that are like bringing us joy and comfort like a warm bowl of vegetarian chili into our lives right now so (laughs) it's funny you should mention vegetarian chili because i definitely have vegetarian chili in my fridge right now i specifically i have learned to default to vegetarian after our incident with maggie (laughs) i was like i should just uh, where you just, you mean you mean the incident with Maggie where you talked about how great pork was for five minutes and then Maggie was like can't relate. Oops. <laughs> oh my god. So, I mean that's what happens when people talk about bread around me where I'm like mm, I understand that feeling just not about that product right like. Right. Um, that product hurts me personally. It, it but, wounds uh, my joints. But yes, so yeah. I, I was like, default to vegetarian chili. Here we are. Look, growth, right. growth. Um, <laughs> so, so, Maureen, let's talk about your hustle. What's your hustle? What's your love? What you, what are you doing that that is your vegetarian chili besides? your actual vegetarian chili well so my not actual vegetarian chili um so, well so my my day job is that i teach kids music um and i enjoy that it's fu- it's fun um even fulfilling on occasion <laughs> um but uh what i'm really enjoying in terms of like kind of career next steps for me is um social media social media market marketing both kind of like in actual practice and consulting um so i currently am like doing social media for three different outlets in addition the reason i so if you're here and you're like man uh, Jesse and Kita just knock it out of the park with their social media. Like, wow, can't believe it. Uh, why isn't Maureen like that? Um, <laughs> it's because I am uh, very active on uh, three other Instagram pages as not me. And so I have completely deprioritized my personal brand, which I'm actually pretty okay with. <laughs> um, so um, the the project that is most exciting to me in this moment is um, I'm the marketing director for this nonprofit called Hearing in Color. Um, And it is a 
Um, it is a nonprofit that is about sharing stories from communities that are historically excluded from um, from like musical conversations and like music organizations. Um, so we program, we ask black artists to program black music. We ask Latinx artists to program um, Latinx music and cultural events and all of that. And we just wrapped a Filipino virtual variety show and it was so cool and so interesting to market and what's fascinating to me and what has caused which where I've grown a lot as a person um, is that um, as a white person in this organization that centers non-white stories um, it's been it's been a real opportunity to learn and grow to completely deprioritize what I know to be true and what and deprioritize my experiences and just throw all of my spare time into prioritizing other people's lived experiences and um we actually have this conversation a lot within the organization of like this can't be ego driven work because it is entirely not about you and it's just like it's a liberating exercise <laughs> honestly um especially especially because my work with hearing and color or not hearing color my work with fat out of hell is so much about me like fat out of hell is so completely personal and so entirely about talking about a thing that I have held so close for so long and never talked about before and now I have a podcast about it and I create content about it that hundreds of people see weekly um and so to have a project that I am not the reason is really very cool and plus like y'all um Filipino uh, kundiman music is just it is really good. <laughs> it's uh basically this uh, uh this tradition in Filipino music of um of like love songs, but like really like heartfelt, very emotional and like over the top love songs, and it's very good. Do recommend. I also really enjoy that. Like Filipino music is something that uh, if you took ethnomusicology classes, that like wasn't covered. Like ethnomusicology covers no. like there's still just very specific things that ends up covering. Right. Like. Yeah. Uh, so to be exposed to even more things when you're you have mm -hmm. an interest and a passion for music is really great. Like. It's so cool. Well, and something that something that we're going to try to do um in the next, you know, we're a, we're a burgeoning nonprofit. Our our budget is very limited. Um but what we're trying to what we're going to try to do as we grow is offer resources to universities, to church choirs, to high school choirs who want to perform 
um, non like quote non standard repertoire. Like there were a lot of choral pieces that were performed on this latest Filipino concert, and a lot of choral directors were watching. Um, and they were like, "Oh my god! Like, where can I get this?" And it's like, well, first of all, um, no publisher has ever printed it. <laughs> Um, because it is completely deprioritized. Uh, second of all, um, like there are specific performance practice things that go into performing this type of thing. Uh, so like we would love to work with you, first of all, in getting it published. Second of all, uh, working with you and your choir through the Filipino collaborators that actually put on this concert to help you um perform this in a way that's not um exploitive yes yes which is like i'm just i'm just like so excited about the potential for good doings that this organization has and it's just like it's so it's so exciting to be a part of and I haven't, honestly, like, I've been the person, like, I was a barista for 11 years, you know, I, I I haven't been excited about work in a very long time. And to now be part of something that is so completely mission-driven, you know, and that applies to Fat Out of Hell, too. Like, we're entirely mission-driven. Our mission is to dismantle fat phobia. Our mission is to help people feel comfortable in their bodies and feel comfortable advocating for themselves and feel comfortable living the lives that they want to live in the body that they have right now like to to be living my life doing things that actually have impact on people is so refreshing and I am like in the moments where I'm like exhausted I it's um that's like the thing that I end up going back to it is nice when you are being exhausted by things you actually enjoy instead of exhausted by things yeah. that uh, could we talk about our whole systems relationship to work and the constant need to work and how capitalism has made us all pawns of that idea sure <laughs> yeah but <laughs> but there is something to be said about like when you can sort of like make your life be a series of things that you enjoy and put yourself into it it makes the work so much more enjoyable because you're passionate about it right like we all mm -hmm. have to work essentially like none of us were born independently wealthy boohoo mm -hmm. um and because of that right oh, oh, oh <laughs> uh but because of that you know it's it's interesting when you start to find the path of like, what is the work that I can actually like make a living doing, but brings me joy and that I feel like I'm contributing, right? Like, just like, like yeah. contributing to a greater, better world, right? Like a greater good. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I love, I love that journey for you to quote Alexis Rose. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like, it's been really cool like um how it's i've it's brought me so much happiness and like it's so fulfilling to like see my friends engaging with the work that i'm spending so much time creating like um you know like i said i talk a lot about how i was a barista for a million and a half years but like 
you don't get that same satisfaction. You don't get that same level of feedback of someone who comes into your cafe and you make them a latte and they're like, oh, wow, this is pretty good. Like they don't talk about that latte for months. But like, you know, we put this concert up two weeks ago and we're still getting messages from it. And like, you know, in talking about Fat Out of Hell, like the first of all, like if you're listening to this and like you're like and you've reached out to us and like reaching out, it's it it makes this so worth it. (laughs) It's it's seeing your feedback and seeing how like we've impacted your lives is like so intensely gratifying and like so thank you for that but it's it's I feel like I'm finally entering a phase of my life where the work I'm doing I'm getting I'm seeing the benefits of it which is which is so refreshing (laughs) vegetarian chili for the soul (laughs) exactly yeah you know (laughs) um Kita Tell us about your side hustle. Um, so yeah, I have been spending a lot of time uh live streaming on Twitch uh since my birthday in October and it's been it's been a really fun journey so far. Okay. I <laughs> am going to be the voice of the elderly. Tell us what Oh Twitch my god. Is. The voice <laughs> of the elderly. Uh, <laughs> the voice of oh the elderly. God. Oh my god. Oh my god. Um <laughs> So, what is Twitch? <laughs> so, so Twitch is a is a live streaming platform, um, where it's um a majority games. So, um, it's a home to a lot of gamers. I would say, and I mean, YouTube has their own like you know like YouTube streaming service too. But I would say like it's like the YouTube of like video gaming, if that makes any sense. Um. People also, you know, people also live stream music, they live stream art. Um, so you don't have to be a gamer to be on Twitch, um, but that's just what the, you could also just like have a talk show on Twitch and people just like tune in and talk about anything and everything. Like you, anybody can be a Twitch streamer if they really wanted to. Um, Did we just find what I would do on Twitch? Yeah, probably. Would, like you could. Have an incredible talk show. <laughs> that would maybe maybe I have a whole new life plan. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like um, yeah, it's it's pretty fun. Like I I do gaming. Um, and I I play mostly like The Sims. I play Animal Crossing. Um, sometimes we do Spooky Saturdays or Spooky Whenever at this point because not everybody only plays on Saturdays. And we play like Dead by Daylight and like other like spooky games that I, I find a lot of joy in um, and a lot of fun in. And I've been like slowly but surely building a little community over there and people are really nice. Um, and it's it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And what Kita is not saying is that she is just she is so good at it. Hey, talking about myself. <laughs> <She's>, so <laughs> I know, I know, but so, so, so allow okay. me. Kita is Kita is just like fostering the most wholesome community over there. I f- I'm very fortunate to be one of her chat moderators, and so like it's my responsibility to kick anyone who's saying anything fucked up out of her stream. Um, 
which is a responsibility that I do not take lightly because can crushing it. Someone came in. By the way, somebody came in <laughs> and uh, sexually harassed her in German, and never before have I been more grateful that I can. I'm not speak laughing German. about the it being is- sexually harassed in German. I'm <laughs> laughing at how fucking fast it happened. I had no idea. I'm like doing my thing, and I see somebody say something. <laughs> yeah, essentially, like, say something in German. And I was like, okay. And the next thing I see is like deleted by moderator. And I tell people this all the time because the, the thing that made me crack up was like, ha, lucky for you, there's a mod here that speaks German. So try that again next time, <laughs> or something like that. And I lost my mind. <laughs> And I think I think I said I think I, before I blocked the comment I said sucks to suck username the moderator uh. here speaks German <laughs> bye <laughs> um but like I, I have never up until that moment had a practical application of my knowledge of the German language and here it here it came running in came in I, hot I really <laughs> love that for you. <laughs> well and like kita like so she creates this really wholesome community but she's fucking hilarious like the like um there's a function on twitch where you can you can clip moments um and uh (laughs) so it's one of my favorite things to do is like in moments there was this beautiful moment where some people were talking about bonobo monkeys in chat and kita (laughs) kita didn't know couldn't immediately recall what a bonobo was (laughs) she was like oh aren't those i know that there are like shoes that are like that or the socks like something like that or the monkey (laughs) yeah and and then and there's a slight delay in the chat and so so the person who was talking about (laughs) The person who was talking about bonobos put in chat their super sexual monkeys. And so Kita is just like, I know it about the, I know about the socks and I know about their their super sexual monkeys. <laughs> huh. <laughs> and then just like sat in silence for like a good five seconds with the game music that she was playing going in the background. Like super cute, like classical and- <laughs> music, like elevator music that was playing in the background. <laughs> just like with Keita's deadpan and it absolutely destroyed me (laughs) but like if it is so it is so wholesome and so hilarious and like so fun it is like yeah it's it's amazing Keita on Twitch 10 out of 10 would recommend (laughs) thank you friend (laughs) yeah it's uh it's been cool like and I and I think it's a lot because I I have been trying the whole content creation thing, you know, like, and I think uh, at least on Instagram, like people have put my name on that before I did. So I didn't really feel 100% comfortable. Like, I, I, I get tagged in these things like, oh, my God, like, must follow. And I'm like, what do I post that? Like, I'm a, I'm a must, like, what's going on? But then... With Twitch, like, that is something that I walked into. You know, that is something where I was like, I would love to, like, this is a great way to meet new people in quarantine. Because that is, like, a huge part of my, like, I was such a social person before COVID. Like, I would never be home 
like living in a studio was perfect because I would literally go home to sleep, wake up, probably go to Maureen's house. I'm going to work. I'm going to meet somebody for dinner. I'm going to meet somebody for drinks. Like I would literally be home from like probably seven or 8 PM or if I'm at Maureen's house midnight until I go to work the next morning. So I was like never home. And now here I am home all the time, literally can't go anywhere because I'm high risk. Like, and so joining Twitch has led me to meeting all these wonderful people and like so many new friends I like I plan times to play games with. Um, and just like I can be myself and like I get to wear my wigs and my colorful makeup and I never get dressed up anymore because I have nowhere to go and no one to see. And I miss going to conventions and talking about nerd shit all the time and like bonding over that kind of stuff. And like Twitch brings those people to me and it's been uh, it's been rewarding in a way that I didn't imagine. So like on top of just, which is starting to finally sink in like how fast I've grown on the platform. Like I'm probably- pro Yeah, you're- you're almost to a thousand. Yeah, I'm like projected to probably hit a thousand at the rate I'm going by March, or sometime in March. Yeah. And I've started streaming like literally on my birthday, which was five yeah. months ago. <laughs> like, I'm just so proud of you, baby. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Because like it takes a lot of hard work too. You know, it's like editing videos and uploading yeah. clips and um, you like also meeting. You like because we're a recorded medium, right? Like people won't be able to see this, but like the joy on your face is so palpable when you're talking about it. Like it's just really lovely. It's lovely to see you excited and happy about something, and um, like, yeah, yeah, it's, and it's, something of your choosing, right? Like, yeah, yeah. It's wild because like. Like, I love to draw, right? But then as soon as I put, like, the monetization aspect into it, like, it just doesn't become fun anymore. And, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, there are so many things I've started and I've stopped. And Twitch is the one thing where it's, like... And there were a couple times where I got scared and I wanted to stop and Dan and Marie were like, absolutely fucking lutely not. Like, you can't turn back now. And I'm like, okay. Um, and I just... Like, the more I allow myself to have this moment and be like, I'm genuinely good at this and it doesn't feel like work. Like, it doesn't feel, I don't know. Like, yes, sometimes before I go live, I'm just like, oh my God, I have to sit here and talk for four hours. But like, as soon as I hit live and like all the people pour in and say hello, it's just like, oh, uh, not me getting emotional. Fuck that shit. No, we're not doing it. We're not, we're not doing it. Um, it feels, it feels really good. Um, and I just can't wait to see what the rest of the year holds for me on that platform. I think it's also really important to cultivate community, right? Yeah. Like, that's like, that's just something we know. We have to cultivate community and you're cultivating a community and building people around you that you clearly love and enjoy being around. So like, yeah. that's important, especially when like our access to normality has sort of been stripped away. Right. And like, mm -hmm the access to the cultivation of community in person has been stripped away. So like you go ahead and cry those tears of joy, Fred, like you like should be so proud of yourself and so happy about the things you are creating and doing. And 
and I and I don't talk about this part often because like I know that like people from my career like listen to this also. But like there's so many times where I'm just like, damn, in the next five to ten years, I would love to just like leave my career and like do this full time. Like that would be sick, you know? But like that's also something that like I'm definitely not thinking about like actively. Like this is not my way out. It's just like a really sick side hustle that I like really fucking love. Um, but I also, I mean, I also love my work too. And it's like, it's been weird to try to find, not weird, to find that balance, you know, because like here's here are two things that are very different, but also take up so much of my time. Um, and work obviously always comes first. I actually don't even turn my PC on until I am completely done with the workday. So it's like I'm giving myself like essentially like a second job, but like they're both jobs I enjoy. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. Right. But I think we also all have to like learn how to create boundaries, right? Even in that yeah. like work hustle, like uh, you said something that I just, I talk about this all the time with students, right? Like this idea of when you take a passion and you try to monetize it, it might not be a passion anymore. And you have to know that going into it because mm -hmm. like it is really hard to take this thing you love and make it into a job because you know what? We don't always love our jobs, right? Like yeah. it's just, that's right. just a true statement. So it's building um, boundaries, setting what you need, sort of verbalizing when you're struggling to people, having like mm -hmm. a good infrastructure of being like, this is how this works, right? Or like, you know, there are things like, um, I, I have one particular friend I'm thinking of, they're, they're, they're pretty famous. Uh, she She's like a pretty well-known artist and writer. And like, she got famous for her artwork, but the thing that's her love is her writing and her dancing. Those are her, like she, more than anything else in the world, the thing she loves is dancing. And like, she's like, I'm actually kind of glad that I didn't monetize that because I still have that love, right? Yeah. So like, I talk about this with singing. I love singing. It also is my career. And so that like, I sometimes have to sing certain things just to remind me like, like, Paddle, clear, joy, boom, boom. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> like to like to like restart and kickstart that joy back into this thing that I do that sometimes like turning it into a career can make you not love it, right? Like yeah. so like having that boundary of like I turn on the PC when I am done with my workday, that's like really healthy. Like to say like I this is how I balance it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there are some days where work is really light and I'm still not going to turn on my PC, but there may be like, like some things I want to research for like how to, you know, and that's just stuff I do in my, like my absolute downtime, you know? Yeah. Um, but like, it's just been because like it is monetized at this point. I've hit the point where I can like, like I can monetize it, but like, that's a great thing. Like it doesn't feel like work when I do so. And mm -hmm my community is just so fucking they're just so fucking gracious and lovely and generous like i was able to upgrade part of my setup without touching my own money because all the money that i've gotten from twitch i was just able to like buy like a new microphone and like something to get better audio 
And that's something that I never like imagined that I would ever get to the point of doing, you know, like just other people, like people enjoy me. So I don't know. I don't know. It's like a, it's like a whole, it's been a very good exercise in trying to internalize good things about myself because I don't ever do that. And it's it's weird to think that people enjoy me so much and so, like what that they want to support me in that way because mm-hmm. I've never I don't think I've ever experienced like yes I've had moments where I had like my little online store and people would buy prints and stuff and but this on another level feels different because I'm I'm showing them who I am fully and wholly you know yes I don't know I also think it's like your joy in that brings joy to others. And that is a moment of like, I matter and I am important and not in a um, egotistical way. It's like, I, like, it feels like planting roots, right? Yeah. You feel the roots going out of the ground and like, being able to like join the network of like mm-hmm. building up others, right? Like Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's it's pretty it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It is cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Jesse, what is your vegetarian lasagna? Um I mean <laughs> I you know I I feel really lucky that I realized that for as much as I was a really good singer and I loved singing, singing brought a lot of unwanted abuse into my life. Like directors thinking they get to say anything to you with zero consequence and stuff like that. So like at one point I turned to teaching um, because I, you know, I had studied quite a bit of pedagogy and it made sense. Um, and so I, I'm very fortunate that my primary job is something that brings me a lot of vegetarian lasagna in my soul. Um, (laughs) the thing that's been really hard about this year, not to like, you know, insert a sad trombone noise is that I can't do that as I normally do. Right. Like we're just, it's not, we're not capable of it because of the world. So I made a really funny joke to me at the beginning of quarantine that like, I'm going to become an influencer over quarantine. And while I am not an influencer, I will say like the things I've been writing, particularly about fat liberation, have kind of strangely taken off on the internet. And I see myself quoted places and I see, and I'm like, well, Look at that. <laughs> that You were quoted in a I book. I was quoted in a book. I was quoted in uh, Devin Price's book, um, Laziness Does Not Exist. So, um, yeah. So, like, this idea of writing about fat liberation and writing in a way that's, like, digestible and easy uh, for people to look at and kind of, like, see quickly do you know what I mean and like having that kind of permeate and like it is um I don't know I just feel really good about that I feel good about the work I'm doing I feel good about 
uh, the things I put out into the world um, and building boundaries, right? Like with that work, like uh, at some point I have now like blocked certain words that show up in mm-hmm. comments. You can only comment on my stuff if you follow me, like building in an infrastructure of like self driven protection. Mm-hmm. Um, but truly the thing I love most in the world is like being in community with people and talking to people and giving advice to people and like talking about like how we make things better for people. Right. Like that mm-hmm. is something I love. And the way Instagram has provided me a little bit of a platform to write about that. And that's not necessarily what Instagram was designed to do. Right. But like, it's, right. it's like created that for me. Um, yeah. So there's that. And well, then my other side of hustle been- is that I co-host a Muppets podcast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, <laughs> I want to, I want to talk about what I, so like just from like ob- observing your growth on social media from an outsider's perspective, like um, I think that it's so cool to like, watch you like as like a person who is creating content with you like kind of watching you grow into the psychop cycloptic cupcake brand <laughs> has been so fun like because it like you know your your instagram you know back when we first started was very much like the standard layman's instagram you know like just like pictures of food pictures of friends you know whatever just like a non-branded like just this is where this is my photo dump this is where i can go and 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 relive fond memories and say oh my god in 2016 we were so stupid you know what I, yeah. like that that's what your instagram yeah. that's what everyone's instagram is but what's so cool now is like like your your feed is has it has a pattern to it you have an upload schedule you you have recurring content you run campaigns you 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 have affiliate codes Mm -hmm. like you're just like and watching the gradual progression of like of like the of you growing outside of the fat out of hell brand is has been just like so cool and like what's been the most fun about it is that I know you're having fun yeah, with it. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like work, right? Like, I mean, I, it, it is work. It, this is the thing. Like it is actually a lot yeah. of work, but it doesn't feel like um, I'm bogged down. Also, like if I make a decision not to post for a day, then it's just a decision not to post for a day. Right. Mm-hmm. I will say the thing I am trying to figure out how to balance is sometimes I think like, like, let's be honest. Uh, you two know me very well. I am not like a super Debbie Downer type human. And I don't know how to like get my brand of humor into some of the conversations I'm having on the internet. Right. Like I'm like, I like, yeah. gosh, if you were to just look at this, sometimes you'd be like, she's so serious. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> really not. Right. Like, so like, <laughs> it's like, it's just that like, it's become the platform about this like serious thing. And I'm like, I am trying to figure out how to like infuse 
my into these conversations Mm -hmm. a little bit more I mean I think that what something that you're really good at is stories like like with so full you know to draw back the fat out of hell curtain I manage fat out of hell's feed and Jesse 100% manages stories (laughs) I don't touch stories (laughs) I don't even think about stories and so like and I am blown I am consistently blown away with how prolific you are in stories and I think that that's a really good opportunity where you can kind of just like with Fat Out of Hell like you know we it's literally two different people running those and so I think that you can kind of inject a little bit more personality into into stories yes yeah not that i'm like oh, trying no, no, to like no. give you I, a, a yes. brand consultation <laughs> I really get it, let's though. talk about your brand jesse about, i mean this is the other thing like if you would ask me uh, like when we all sat down to start found out of hell i was like what do you mean branding <laughs> like what do you like and you all were looking at me like what is what do you mean what do we mean and i'm like oh nothing just <laughs> things on the interwebs www.whatever.com right like like <laughs> for the the voice of the elderly um no, like so like think, being intentional about like what i'm choosing to put out there is interesting but i'm also like it's like it actually kind of makes things easier for my brain right like truly, truly it's and i was like oh this isn't, I mean, I feel like this always happens. And this is something I learned over and over in life. Sometimes we think like, like parameters to work within are going to be really limiting. And actually they're like so much easier for us, right? Like, oh yeah, it's like that lesson you're like, no, kids need structure. Because if they don't have it, <laughs> they're monster. <laughs> exactly no like it's it's more legwork up front and yeah exactly what you said you go into it being like but if I have to operate within this box how can I be creative and it's like well you're creative with what you inject in within these parameters and what it does is it immediately makes it recognizable as like oh this is from this is from Jesse like oh this is from fat out of hell yeah yeah uh yeah so side hustles you know i mean i should make the joke out here that i made before we started recording where i'm like i feel like my life is like a tapas of side hustles like that's how i make a career <laughs> it's like oh uh i'll have some bacon wrapped dates filled with you know like a side of a muppet podcast <laughs> I'm going to totally plug that podcast. It's old friends who just met and it's great. So we're essentially going through like uh, the entire Muppets can canon, but at random. So like, like you never know what we're going to post and when we're going to post it. So <laughs> it's like Listen. free jazz, but Muppets podcast. <laughs> I'm here mm-hmm. for it. <laughs> Oh my god well um i think this was great i'm glad we i'm glad we uh let people in a little yeah. more and I, we needed we we all made the decision we needed something lighthearted because mm-hmm. i mean again everything is hard for everyone all the time right now yeah 
Yeah, sad. Sad <laughs> hit the three of us like a fucking truck. This yeah, year. it's been rough. Mm-hmm. It's been rough. Life has been. So I'm glad that you know. I'm glad that we had the conversations that we had on the podcast recently because it needed to happen. And uh, now we're gonna uh, talk about Jesse's Muppet podcast, and that's gonna yeah. be great. <laughs> also, uh, I have recently decided this is an an intersectional moment of podcasts that uh, Kristen Cherico is real life Miss Piggy. Oh yeah, that I love energy it. is real life Miss Piggy, right? Like, yeah. like I was watching the outtakes uh, episode of Kitchen and Jordan show. And yeah. I was like, oh, like, uh, like, I, I don't know, like she and Nicole Byer could share the the casting of real life Miss Piggy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Genuinely. That's beautiful. By the way, I'm, I want to manifest this that I very badly want Kristen Sherico on this show. Oh, yeah. I'm manifesting. That. I'm going to tell you this now, because why not? I like tried to slide into her DMs on my personal Mm -hmm. Insta like months ago to be like, hey, I saw that you posted on Twitter that like you would love to come out to podcasts. We host uh, a fat liberation podcast and one of the hosts like you're her like body liberation idol. I'm like, I never heard back. Wah, 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 wah. Boop. Well, maybe maybe we'll we'll reach out through like a a professional channel like through her management <laughs> yeah, and, see, and see what we can do. Channels. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, why would we ever do that? That sounds so boring. But <laughs> oh my god, I am. I'm. I'm putting out to the universe that uh, I want to talk to Kristen Cherico, and I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try really hard to be cool about. That it should be our, our 2021 podcast goal. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I, I hope to God that uh, in in investigating us and trying to figure out if she wants to come on, she doesn't listen to this. Oh my one. God! <laughs> I'm going I to also, manifest. I also think we should start a hashtag Cherico campaign. <laughs> oh my God! Oh my God! Get Christian Cherico. Mm-hmm. God. All right. Well, y'all, this has been awesome. Um. I'm I just want to say that like I love that the three of us are so like active and like fulfilled and do the, do the damn thing. It's it's such it is personally such a pleasure to create with the two of you just because I know that I don't know, we're we're similarly minded. We do the damn thing. We do thing. the damn thing. And on that note, we love you, podcast babies. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. You can find us on all the social media places as Fat Out of Hell Pod and all the podcast places as Fat Out of Hell. And you can shoot us an email at fatoutahellpod at gmail.com. Bye, baby.